Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1 Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEI. Mike Cadlick from WEI.com is here yep. talking Patriots. Rough first four games. Not good. Schedule does lighten up a bit, though. Next couple, including uh, the Saints on Sunday, which is uh, a pick right now mm-hmm. at home. Then they got the Raiders the following week. But one week at a time as they take on the Saints this weekend. And, uh, you know, interesting point from the Twitch chat. You can uh, watch the show on Twitch. Just follow WEEI. You get all the shows from 6A all the way up until uh, whenever we end, 9 o'clock tonight, normally 10 o'clock. Um, if Mac Jones gets benched this week, Yes. Would that might just completely fry him mentally? And if Bill's doing that two weeks in a row at that point, will he not start anymore? I don't know if he won't start anymore. I don't think he'll be good anymore. How could he possibly, right? Yeah. Yeah. After what they did to him last year. And again, last week was bad. It was the worst we've seen from Mac. There's no excuses. But overall, he's sort of gotten the short end of the stick at every single turn. Even, I don't want to say he shouldn't have been benched last week. Because at that point in time, what Bill said is correct. The game was out of hand, and uh, you know they, they there was no point in leaving in the game. I agreed with that. And uh, but at the end of the day, like no, I I don't I don't see him you know returning to form if he does get benched again. It's just so hard to yeah. like you know do that to someone. Like I'm kind of surprised Tua's having the, the success he's had because he went through this his first year. And I think a first year or two with Brian Flores. Where so that's the thing, back, though. I think fourth, that's, like, that's probably the only way he was able to survive, or he was able to survive in Miami, yeah. was the coaching change. Right. So you're like, Mike McDaniel's not the one that yo-yoed him in and out of the right. lineup. So I think maybe you can no, sort of start true. fresh yeah. at that point. Whereas the Bill-Mac relationship, uh, as it were, if he gets benched at home, like, how do you trot him back out there? I know. How do you How do you say, all right, he's, try he's our guy? Yeah. Like, well, he's clearly not your guy. Right. So I think it's going to be a long leash, the, the whole benching thing. Yeah, you uh, you could be right. Let's go to uh, Kevin in Bill Ricca. He'll lead off this hour on WEI. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Rich and uh, Mike. Yo. I like to call you Cadillac. Go for but, it. <laughs> I know it's Cadillac. I get that a lot. Perfect. But, you know, what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, Bill Belichick has to be tied to Mac Jones. If he wants to beat Shula's record, what are you going to do? Get rid of him and start all over? I don't see it. You know what I mean? Other than that, Bill Belichick is a better coach than John uh, Don Shula. He's got the Super Bowls. He doesn't. You know, even you know. so I don't know what's going on here. So, I mean, Bill Belichick, if they only win five or six games this year, Kraft has to do something. But he's not going to fire Bill Belichick. He, you know, he's going to either go his way or, or not. You know, he's in his early seventies now. So what, what are we going to do? I mean, who, what quarterback could we get? Oh, hopefully we'll be one and seven, and uh, you know, who knows what happens from there. But uh, I just don't see it. He's tied to Mac Jones, and he's either going to be a good player or he's not. Well, I'll tell Thanks you what, for Ke- Thanks for calling. And what I would say is I agree with, like, he's tied to him for this year. Right. 
if the team stinks and if Mac Jones stinks this season, you'd be insane to start him next year. Like, why on earth would you do that? And two different paths there, I guess, is, you know, how bad is the team? Are you getting Caleb Williams or Drake May or, or one of these other guys? Then, then that's where you're going. If you can't and like the quarterbacks go in the top, you know, five, and then you're sitting there without them. That's when you look at like Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. who will be a free agent and who maybe the Bucks will try to keep him if he has a good year, but he at least will have the opportunity. They probably should have added him to the roster this year. They didn't. The uh, name that, that comes to mind that Kirk Cousins. Uh huh. He's the high end guy. Yeah. I mean, he's the, he's the best uh, will be free agent, right? Uh, or would and, be free agent. And of that's all the why I and that's why I don't think they're tied to Mac beyond this year at all. Like you said, if they're not good this year. But they still want to move forward you with get Bill. Else. You go get somebody else so easily. So Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, who I think he's washed, yeah. not Tannehill. Brissett, who they obviously have worked with before, he's not a starter anymore. No. Mariota, Sam nope. Darnold, terrible. Jameis Winston, that would be fun. Maybe Gardner Minshew, good quarterback. Gardner like Minshew, Minshew and Baker Mayfield, I think are two guys that even if because Mac Jones is still under contract for next year, even if you don't pick up the fifth year option, and if you just put a camp battle, Mayfield. Minshew, Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones is winning that. No, Baker wins it. I think Baker opinion. wins that. Yeah. I, I would agree you with that. You signed a one-year deal with Tampa? Uh, according to this website that I'm looking at, okay. it looks like it was just a one-year deal with okay. Tampa. Four million bucks? Is that right? That's low. Yeah, it is low. That's stealing. He's been good. We yeah. talked about him over the summer, me and you, on the show, and we're both yeah. Mayfield guys, and he's been I, I picked the Bucks. one. Yeah, I yeah. picked the Bucks to win the division because uh, I'm like, they still got some talent around them, and that – Division is not exactly right yeah. with quarterbacks. So. Now, so say this Patriots team, I want to bounce off that last call yeah. with, you know, not being tied to Mac. They have cap space next year. Say Robert is like, all right, Bill, you stay, but new GM, we're done with Mac, sign Kirk, or sign Kirk Cousins, <laughs> trade for a number one wide receiver. What do you make of the team at that point? Does uh, Bill get the record? Like, wh- where do we go? Uh, well, good question. I mean, it is... Is Bill O'Brien still the offensive coordinator? Are they running the same thing? Does he want Kirk Cousins? Does he not? Like, how does that whole thing go? Kirk Cousins, even though he, for some reason, has become, like, the butt of a lot of jokes, and it's because, I mean, I guess I know why. He doesn't win in the playoffs. But But he's he's like, he's good. I know. Like, he's good. And he loses in primetime, and he doesn't win in the playoffs. There is that. But, like, he lights it up in other times. Even some of the primetime games, if you go back and look at it, like, his team lost, but it wasn't like he had, like, this giant meltdown or anything like that. He's consistently, like, a top 10 quarterback yeah. in the in the NFL. So you could do a lot worse than him. But, yeah, that's another interesting question is how important is the wins record to Bill and would he actually give up player personnel right. in order to chase that down? I don't think he would. Now, they wouldn't even tell us publicly because, again, they're so shady over there. We don't know what Bill's contract is. We don't know how much he makes. We don't know exactly how much Mac Rowe does. We don't know which guys are, you know, who's picking who. So they could do it, like, quietly, I guess. But I don't think Bill would want that. We we get callers all the time that suggest fire the GM, don't fire the coach. I'm like, well, I think they're kind of tied together, and I don't know if if Bill would want to do that. Right. And I also – well – I look at like what they did this offseason with the the Mayo press release and the yeah, O'Brien press release. That yeah. was unprecedented. That was Robert. That was all Robert telling us though. Yeah. Like not behind closed doors. We need a new OC. I'm done yeah. with this. We're not getting rid of Gerard. We're not letting him walk. No. He could put his fingerprints on it again and be like, "We have hired X, Y, and Z to be our general manager." That would be saying yeah, it without wild. without stripping it from Bill. 
saying, yeah. you know, we're taking a GM. No, that would be pretty wild. Let's go to Elijah in Clinton. What's up, Elijah? Hey, guys. You know, I just wanted to, you know, touch on the whole Bill Belichick thing, and I will have a Bill Belichick and Brady. I will say over the past few years he has completely sucked when it comes to acquiring talent. Yeah. But let's not act like he didn't build the teams Brady won on. And then let's not act like Brady didn't go to a stacked team and then brought his boy Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown to that team. I mean, they were a QB away from contention. So it's yeah, not like contention. he went to the Browns. I mean, they, I, they, I, all right. I mean, they missed the playoffs, though, the year before. I know they had good receivers. They had a good defense. They also had Bruce Arians, who we all make fun of before right. he ever teamed up with Brady. And I know that's more of a response to a caller. Mike and I aren't sitting here debating Brady versus Belichick in week five of the NFL. (laughs) But it just sort of got brought up a little bit because, you know, one of the first callers of the night was just talking about Bill's record without Brady. And it's obviously not good. And it's continuing to get worse the way this season is is unfolding. I just fought, I pushed back a little bit to suggest, like, you can't just ignore 20 years. It's not like he had, like, two really good years with Brady. Like, he had 20 years with him. So. I think it's a, yeah. You're not taking the you're not looking at Bruce Arians' record without Tom Brady. The two years <laughs> right. he had with him, and like, yeah, right. Like what are we doing? And still, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like it was definitely a great place to be, but that team was like it's like the worst franchise in sports history. Mm-hmm. Like they did, they were below 500 the year before, so it still took some doing. And yeah. then he went and beat like Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers on the way to the Super Bowl and uh, Mahomes. So like that was crazy. It was. It was, <laughs> it was pretty pretty good. Uh, let's go to John in the car. What's going on, John? Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to give it up to uh, Gadlick there. We're gonna, he might need the uh, the Scoops nickname. I think you were the first one that said uh, Gonzo had the uh, the torn labor. Like, everyone's like, oh, oh yeah, right. was. Scoops Gadlick. Yeah, I think you were the first labor guy. Yeah, Scoops Good Catholic. call. So, Friday Scoops. I know, you know, I like it. I, I'm usually, yeah. like, I'm usually anti-media guy, but, like, sure. i got to give him props. I appreciate that. Oh, too. the media guys are the hey, pants. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, hey, you know something's kind of been like ruminating my head. It, great, I say this granted, it's like preseason, not even yet. But I, it, I keep looking at the Celtics trade, and I look at the rest of the East. And here's the question I had like last year, and even the year before: like, who in the East can guard the Celtics? And I say that even more with this point guard and this giant seven footer that they, they've got, they've acquired now. Like, who in the East has the the talent to guard them defensively. Like, I still don't think the Bucks can, can guard them, even if you have Horford or White. Like, whatever lineup they put out there, I just don't see a team that can effectively stop them in seven games. So that's why I still think they're the favorites. To yeah, they're, win. Oh, yeah. they're definitely I the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But I, the, West, the West is still, you know, downright scary for, for lots of reasons. I, you know, and that's 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 a whole different can of worms. Sure. But but then yeah, you got to only I beat mean, one of them. Defensively, yeah. that's right. You know that's 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 my. Well, I also think John. It, yeah, I think you're right. Like I don't know if anybody really matches up with them. It, it seems like almost everybody has kind of gone away from defense being that important. I mean, you right. think of the Milwaukee Bucks, and I love Lillard. Lillard is better than uh, Drew Holiday because offense is more important than defense in the league. Doesn't mean you play zero defense and just like let anybody score, but. The Bucks got worse defensively, right? With with that swap, I mean the Miami Heat can probably still dial it up and play a little defense, especially with Spolstra. How's Maxi as like, a defender for Philly? 
I don't think great. Okay. I don't think. Because my, my mind went to Philly just with Embiid on. True. On yeah, you have, they still have but James like, Harden. Though, yeah, and like, yeah, He's not guarding anybody. Right. So, I mean, yeah, maybe Philly has a couple of perimeter guys that can defend a little bit. but No, the Celtics' expectations should be to win the NBA Finals. Title. They're, They're, they the are the thing. best team in basketball. It's that yeah. simple. And you're right. If you want to talk about like the other teams, like sure, like Denver's going to be good again. Phoenix should right. be good in in Milwaukee, but short list. I mean, I'd put the Celtics on the top. 100%. I, they weren't for a second. Like there was two days there where they weren't. <laughs> yeah. where I thought the Bucks leapfrogged them, and then it went right back after they completed if, the Drew Holiday deal. If Milwaukee knew that Boston would get Holiday, would they have made the Lillard trade? I think they probably would have because Lillard's that good. Okay. But they had to be hoping. Because like, when they dumped him off in Portland. True. They knew he wasn't going to stay there. Right. But they're like, well, because he also could have gone to Miami. He would have helped Miami. Right. Uh, I think was Philly might have been interested or Toronto was interested. Yeah. They were probably just pr- praying he went to the Clippers. Right. Which didn't happen. And like Celtics and like, ugh. Yeah. But yeah, that's the cost of uh, of doing that deal because you wanted to get uh, Damian Lillard in there. And then... If you really break it all down, the the Trailblazers actually they maximized oh, Damian yeah. Lillard, yeah. I mean, DeAndre Ayton and Time Lord. We'll see what they do with Brogdon. Then like a thousand picks, like that's pretty good for a guy that didn't want to play there anymore. Right? Yeah, exactly. All right, you can join the program at six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. If you want to hit on the Celtics, feel free. Uh, but we're doing a lot of Patriots as they're getting set for their Week Five game against the Saints on Sunday. Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com in the house until 8 o'clock. Right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. The 1-3 Patriots will host a 2-2 two two Saints Sunday at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff at 1 p.m. Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon have both been ruled out for Sunday's game. The players listed as questionable remain the same as yesterday, except now Trent Brown has been added to that list with a chest injury. The other players on that list include Christian Barmore, Cody Davis, Trey Flowers, Devon Godchow, Jonathan Jones, Riley Reef, Ramondre Stevenson, Cole Strange, and Sean Wade. Head coach Bill Belichick spoke earlier today about Mac Jones' ability to bounce back from bad games. Well, anybody that plays or coaches in this league has not-so-good performances somewhere along the line. So part of the job, part of the situation, every week's a new week. You know, Mac's pretty mentally tough, so is everybody else around here. I mean, you have to be in this league, you just can't. If it just goes from bad to worse, then you're not going to be around very long. So we all get knocked down, got to get up, go back in the ring. Thursday night football last night, the Bears broke their 14-game losing streak with a 40-20 win over the Washington Commanders. Receiver DJ Moore led the way with a monstrous 230-yard three-touchdown night. The Bruins won their final preseason game last night, 3-1 over the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. The Bruins' regular season right around the corner next Wednesday night. They'll host the Blackhawks at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7.30. And Saturday will be a big day for the division round of the MLB playoffs. We'll have four game ones played. The Rangers will take on the Orioles. The Twins face the Astros. The Diamondbacks will play the Dodgers. And the Phillies will face the Braves. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith show right after this. It's the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app and take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Good to have JC Jackson back. Um, yeah, good to see JC. Yep. Um, you know, try to get him caught up here and um, see how that goes. But 
yeah, got them in here um, late Wednesday night, Thursday, so yeah, catching up with them. Um, oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We've got a few snaps yesterday. See how it goes today. We got a few moving parts here, so trying to figure it out here. So get to the end of the week. There you go. I fired up Bill Belichick oh, yeah. talking Friday about Bill. J.C. Jackson. Thrilled to have J.C. Jackson back, as you can tell. Yeah, he kind of has to play. You're looking at the depth chart of the uh, Patriots cornerbacks right now. Unfortunately, one of their best players, Christian Gonzalez, their best corner and one of their best overall players, their rookie, is done for the year. Scoops Cadillac had the labrum before anybody yep. else. And so they bring in J.C. Jackson for nothing, and all the Joneses seem to be hurt. They don't. They never want to play Sean Wade. They've had to play Miles Bryant. So if J.C. Jackson doesn't play on Sunday, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I think he's playing. Right. And I, I think hees going to play. I think uh, how good is he? No idea. That's the question. Yeah, no, and no, you, no idea. And you talk about Miles Bryan, a guy who, when when he plays the way the team wants to play him, as that sort of slot track jack of all trades, like mm-hmm. kind of move him all around. He's fine mm-hmm. when he has to go and try and play against Ceedee Lamb. The snap after Christian Gonzalez, Yikes. it's no bullet. It's yeah. no bullet. No, so. it is not. All right, back to the phones we go. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Mike is in Rhode Island. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, uh, so the point that I wanted to make was Bill Belichick never wanted Matt. He was forced into that decision. Mm. And because of that, he doesn't want to surround Matt with proof of the potential for Matt being good. So if he doesn't go for offensive linemen, if he doesn't get him a number one, but he gets him a number two like Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, wouldn't that be something that would be like – yeah. But you think he would do that? that and he doesn't, he doesn't, he's but his yeah, job. He also is affecting his wins and losses. And even if he wants the win record, you're like, oh, but that that's fine. Like, wins are wins. You'll yeah. take wins. But, but just like every other caller is saying, do you think that they're going to get rid of Bill Belichick or Mac Jones? I think they're, the way it's trending, they're going to get rid of both of them. Yeah. You think – I mean, listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a New England fan, but I, I can't see them, I think – I don't think it's happening one in more season. year with another, with another quarterback at least. So, and thanks for the call, Mike. I don't see, I, it's possible. Like, anything's possible when it comes to that. I, I don't think so. So they'll be like, all right, so you had Kim Newton. You've had Mac Jones. You had a little sprinkling of Bailey Zappi in there. This is all post Brady. It's now four full seasons. I'm talking about at the end of the year. Post time flies, Tom right? Brady. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and you're whatever, how many games below 500 likely they will be at that right. point. I think they get rid of them both. Now it's done differently. I'm not saying Bill gets fired and Mac Jones gets released, but I'm right. just saying, I don't think. The way it's trending, neither one will be in their current roles to start next season. Correct. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I mean, if we're looking at trends, yep. the last thing we saw and on the downslope yeah. is that game against Dallas. So if it does, yeah, you're I mean, right. Yeah, can't get worse than that. But if it goes but, in that yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of direction where they're 1-3 and three and they continue on this path of no offense and defensive guys getting hurt, yep. and yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they shouldn't be in the positions they're in at this point next season. Uh, right, and so... With Mac, this is year three of a four-year deal. At the end of this year, they have the uh, the fifth-year option to consider. Again, the way it's going, he would not yeah, get that no. fifth-year option. Nope. And, uh, and then you're left with, all right, what's, what's, what's next? What's I see next? in the text line oh, yeah. now, too, self-sabotage makes sense. No, oh, he was calling him an idiot. Oh, well, idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to wait for the next line yeah. there. Yeah, see, I don't, like, like, I don't buy that. I don't I think, think Bill more, should or would do that. No, I think it's more Bill 
honestly and truly believing you can still win on defense and that special teams can be a major factor in games. I think it's more to do with that. And somehow, and I don't know how a guy as smart as Bill can see it, that the receivers you gave Tom Brady for most of his career, Mm -hmm. not all of it, he was here for 20 years, but for most of it, Deion Branch, Troy Brown, David Patton, like Tom Brady's going to win with those guys. Most quarterbacks probably weren't. Right. So if you're giving Mac Jones kind of the equivalent of that, he's got no chance. Exactly. He needs the Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Yeah. Like, that's what he needs. And you saw it in college. That's when he was at his best. 100% in college. Throwing to Devontae yep. Smith and uh, Jalen Waddle. So and yeah, now they, no. don't, they don't have that. And they at least, like, sniffed around on DeAndre Hopkins. And even he's on the on the uh, like the back end yep. of his career. But they he lost still out. be the Patriots' leading receiver oh, this year. Sure. We were looking at that. Uh, he they, has like 200-something, and Hunter Henry's their leading guy with like 175. Yeah. And they lost out on him by, what, like a million bucks yeah. or whatever? Like mm-hmm. Not much. So they, they could have had him, and they decided. I was on my way to... into the studio when Matthew Judon posted that Instagram story of uh, yeah. DeAndre oh. Hopkins. We came in that night, and we, we talked about that for, I think, four hours, and then he goes to Tennessee. The only GM worse than Belichick over the last few years is Matt Judon. <laughs> yeah, Matt literally. Judon hasn't gotten a soul to yep. come sign with the Patriots. Uh, Bradley's in Rhode Island. Hey, Bradley. Bradley. Hey, Bradley. How you doing? Bradley. Uh, Hello. Can you- hey, oh, there you are. What's hey. up? What's hey, up? Brad. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. We're good. Good. Uh, so my concern is I don't think Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones is that guy. All right. There was, there was a video that surfaced of Brady breaking down the Ravens defense with Ed Reed and the way he talked about the coverage and everything with Bill Belichick was insane. Like he was a smart football guy. And I think that's the kind of guy that they need to draft that quarterback. Now they need someone who understands and can read coverages. And I don't think Matt, Matt can read those coverages. I think that's that, why they, that was yeah, very go ahead. Clear. All right. I was just going to say, thanks for the call. The, uh, that's one of the reasons why they drafted him. I think that's like, who he is. That's what they were hoping. Like yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, you watch the Dallas game. You're not sure what the hell he is. Like he's not a guy that's right, making good right. decisions. He's not a guy that has good arm strength or anything else like that. Because you know, you go back, and maybe this also needs to sort of change with the with the times. But years and years ago, there's that famous uh, I don't know if it was an article or it was like a book on like draft strategies or whatever with Bill Belichick, and he's talking about like what you look for in a quarterback. And it wasn't arm strength or speed. It was, like, accuracy and intelligence. Decision-making. Decision-making. Yeah. Like, those were the Football things that were the most IQ, important. Like, yeah. yeah, all that crap. And if you look at the draft that Mac Jones was in, and not that they had the choice because he was the fifth of the five first-rounders, but if you look at it, he was the one that was the least athletic. He was the one that had the worst arm. But mm-hmm. they were probably hoping, well, if he comes in here and if he's smart, if he's good pre-snap, if he can sort of diagnose the defense, then we can win that way. Right. And you can elevate receivers that way because he'll always throw the open guy and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't, we haven't seen that. It's a tough thing to put on a guy, too. Like, he's the de facto Brady replacement. Mm-hmm. I know you had the one cam year, but he's the de facto Brady replacement. He gets compared to him a little bit only because Brady also didn't have right. you know wheels or the greatest arm in the he world. He just had the brain. Yeah, right. so you're like, all right, well, just, as long as you have a brain like Brady, it's like, well, no, that's kind of a yeah. different class of brain. Nobody had a brain like that. Well, I just, and too, it's, it, you know, we sit here and we talk about Mac, and mm-hmm. it, it's rightfully so because of how bad he was on thir- or on, on Sunday, rather. But, like, it's also, he's not in an easy position right now whatsoever. Like, nope. you look at, like you said, trying to, 
uh, take over for Brady and trying to take a team with a bad offensive line and bad weapons and try and turn something out of nothing when all she really does have is that brain and an okay arm and an okay feel for the pocket. Like, he needs stuff around him, and that's what you just said it. He's the fifth pick in that draft, or the fifth quarterback in that draft. His... The best situation for him would have been a team with everything else in place, which is why when the 49ers traded up to the third pick, I everyone was like, oh, they're going to take Mac because he fits their system because they have everything. They just need a smart quarterback to oh, take yeah, care of look at Brock Purdy's never lost a game. Right. So if Mac Jones is in San Francisco, he'd be great. But guess what? That's probably the only place. Like, Trade I don't Mac think he... to San Fran this offseason. <laughs> yeah. They're just going to sign Kirk Cousins yeah, in the I Super know. Bowl because that's yeah. Shanahan's guy. That's right. how that's all going to play out. But yeah, this is a massive game for it is. Mac Jones. It's a massive game for the team. And like just from talking to people all week, I don't even know if anybody's holding out hope for even the playoffs at this point. The way because one and three isn't a shock based on the record, but just how it's looked Correct. and like how it's gone downhill over the four games. But if you lose this one, now you're piling up. Now you don't even have the excuse of like, oh, it's a good team, or right. like, oh, you're on the road or any of that. So this could really Go two ways. It doesn't like mean, if we talked yeah. about the record or when we talked about the record yeah. before the season. A lot of people probably had them at one and three through the first four weeks. I mean, I, I thought zero oh and four because I thought you were facing Aaron Rodgers, right? And so now we're talking about it as if the world's on fire. But it was kind of expected. Yeah. But you're right; yeah. it's the way we sit here after week four, after the thirty-eight to three loss to Dallas, which is why it's so concerning. Yeah, because one and three or zero oh and four, you're not thinking Mac Jones is benched. You're also not thinking Christian Gonzalez is out for the year right. and Matt Judon's right. out for the year yep. like that. And and Ramondre Stevenson doesn't look right. No. Now, is that to you, like, usage? Is it uh, him looking to make a bigger play that's there that it isn't or what? Because this is sort of a different Stevenson than than we were accustomed to. Um, Our friend Andy Hart kind of tipped me off on this. Not tipped me off, but sort of made me start thinking about it. I think he's dealing with something uh, injury-wise. And he popped popped up on the injury report this week, too, with the thigh the last two days. So I just think uh, he's sort of... They sort they like really uh, slowed him into this uh, the off season program this year. Mm-hmm. Like he he wasn't practicing; it was every other day. I just don't think he's a hundred percent, and I don't think he's really hit his stride yet. So that's why you see sort of this hesitancy in reading um, reading blocks, and he's not he doesn't have that burst like you saw last yeah. year. And so no, that could make sense. I just think he might be you know a little more banged up than they're letting on, and that's why they brought in Zeke, and that's why they said Zeke was going to take starter reps mm-hmm. last week because he's just you know. He's a running back, and running back get hurt. Yep, it's true. All right, so four games in. It's essentially the, the quarter poll. I know there's 17 yeah. games now. But not just record-wise, but but looking at the team itself, and maybe you just answered this, actually, but better, worse, or as expected? As expected, but the circumstances are much worse. Okay. if like And yeah. sort of like what we just said. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Philly, Miami, Jets, Dallas. Yeah. One of them, maybe get a win. The other three, not so much. And sure. When it was Rodgers versus, like, you know, Dak and not sure with Mike McCarthy and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, okay, one and four, fine. Or one and three, excuse me, five. And you get into these next two games, like you said, with a chance to get to 500. Yeah. But with the Gonzalez injury and the Judon injury and Mac Jones playing as bad as he did last week and everyone calling for Bill's job and yeah. the offense looking the way it's looked with the offensive line and Bill O'Brien not able to, you know, uh-huh. Put his fingerprints all over it. It's it's much worse than than the one and four that it could have been. Yeah, I would say too. Like I didn't think they were going to be this bad offensively. Right. Like we had questions about the O line. I mean, all through camp, guys were out of practice. It felt like more than anything else. Yep. But didn't think it would be this bad. 
who's been the best player on the team? It's it was Christian Gonzalez. It was right. Yeah, definitely. So like, does that count? Can I can I use? Yes. That? Or, oh yeah. No. Okay. Through four games, it's through four games. Yeah. So that's that's through what the it was. first four games. It was and Christian that, Gonzalez. And that's even more damning. So you're Correct. one and three. Things are falling apart. And the guy who has played the best for you and was recognized as the best defensive rookie in the league yeah. is now out for the year. Right. And so he was a like rookie. A, like, your best yeah. player was a rookie, which is... Also not a great sign. Exactly. Not a great sign. But, yeah, that is a, a huge... Active? Huge Trent Brown's been pretty good. Like, yeah, he's missed, what, one game? Yeah. And that maybe that was the offensive line's worst game. Yeah, I think so. the one that he missed. Yeah. Um, but, no, I think he's he's been impressive. Um, I think he looks pretty good. Got a little pay raise. Yes, that, he did. That obviously helped him out a little bit. Yep. All right, which one player has been the biggest disappointment so far? <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, it has to very be. disappointing. Uh, a guy, <laughs> yeah. very for disappointing. you for sure. For I think me, others maybe kind of expected this, but yeah, no, he's he's been awful. Yeah, he has. He has has been great. Um, someone they brought in to to replace Jacoby Myers. He has done nothing. Uh, nothing close to Jacoby Myers and what he's yeah. done. It's been disappointing. Uh, yeah, I think him and maybe Gasicki, but again, Gasicki like. Oh, yeah, true. It's That's a, a good one. But they're both a product of the offense as a whole. And so yeah. they, them two combined as the guys who were supposed to come in and be your playmakers offensively, they both have been disappointed. Like all the old linemen outside of Trent Brown, I would say, are pretty disappointing too. And and I know they haven't all been healthy the whole right. time. But like Mike Onwenu, you kind of assumed like, oh, pencil him in. Great, yeah. one of the best guards. Like, no. And it was awful penalty-wise last week too. last yeah. week. Cole Strange doesn't look very good or healthy to right. this point. So he's been frustrating. You know, Mac Jones is coming off his worst game, but prior to that, I, I wouldn't have put him on the list. You can put him on there now. Right. But I'm with you. Like, Smith-Schuster, it's like, that is just so far below expectation. It doesn't help him that Jacoby Myers is out there having a nice time with right. him playing really well with the Raiders. So we'll see Jacoby Myers in two weeks. Yeah, that'll be So head-to-head, yeah. you can see how Smith-Schuster does against him. Who's your most disappointing? <laughs> um... No, probably Smith-Schuster. Yeah, okay. yeah pro- no, probably is Smith-Schuster. Even though I didn't have the highest expectations, you're like, all right, he's the number one guy. And like, right. You know. Like, he's going to have th- targets. and Yeah, you know, and like, like so an like Nelson Aguilar was also really disappointing because he was supposed to be a little bit better than he was. Yeah. Is there a positive surprise? Like a guy that you didn't think was going to be as good as he's been so far through four games. I know it's there's um, not a lot of guys yeah. really to choose from here, but Jabril Peppers has okay. been um pretty good just in and around the team, yep. whether it's, you know, in the locker room or like he's been great with us down there every day. Like, you know, talkative gives us gives us quotes. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. So that which, helps. He's like uh he seems like a leader, like one of the guys who's yeah. like the, sort of they gravitate towards on the defense. And he has uh, he's played a lot of football with uh, Devin McCourty being gone. He's sort of played that free safety, strong safety hybrid role back mm-hmm. there. He's been pretty good. There's, I mean, there's been some mishaps, but I guess if if you want me to pull one surprise, I would say probably Peppers. Yeah, and I don't know if this is a surprise. I may mean, just speak more to the offense, but the fact that Hunter Henry does lead the team in catches and in yards. Yeah, it's like all right, at least he's doing. What he should be, he shouldn't be your leading receiver, right? But he's out there doing it. He had a couple of nice plays where maybe not the best thrown balls by Mac, and he went out and you know jumped up and dove and made right, a couple right. of plays. He's gotten in the end zone a couple of times, so he's at least gotten back to level, right? Like yeah. he was good in twenty one. He was a, a guy that was as affected by the coordinator change as anybody last year, and at least he's bounced back to to yeah. being what he what he should be. Um, preseason, I believe. When we win, loss it. Mm-hmm. I believe you had them undefeated. No, you had <laughs> you had you had them pretty hot. Like you were pretty. I was. And I have no problem with this. Like you were pretty glass overflowing. Yeah, because I know like I, I had, had them, like eleven wins. I think you had them at eleven. <laughs> I had them at seven. So for me, 
I'm not going to budge off. Even with the injuries and how bad it's looked, without actually win-lossing the rest of the schedule, sitting here at 1-3, and three, I'm going to go 7 as well. I mean, where are you at? How much, How far <laughs> down really are you coming funny. from the 11 Ws? Um, down, for sure. I think <laughs> yeah. they, I, I look at, like, a ceiling of, like, 6 or 7 wins here. Like, it's bad. And yeah. it's... It would be one thing, again, if you still had Gonzalez and Judon. And right. it's like, all right, yeah, this was a hiccup. Yeah. Yeah. This was a hiccup, and you, you had one, and you blew. You got your doors blown off. But uh, you came back, and you know you win a couple. You have your chance. And, again, you still have these promising. Your best player in Judon, your most po- promising player in Gonzalez, still here. Awful. It's just it's really bad right now. And I, I'm i not completely counting them out to turn it around, but it's sure. going to be tough. I mean, they still have, like, most of the games, I think, are going to be kind of like pickums like New Orleans and Vegas and Washington and yeah. Indy and the Giants but you still have two with Buffalo you got one with Miami you got Kansas City mm. Taylor so, Swift might be here she should be yeah I mean that's a Monday night football game so that she can get some her uh, movie yeah. ads on for free and yeah. she loves Gillette she loves yeah. it. she loves rocks Gillette. it yeah. she should ring the bell she could imagine she rung the bell. Uh, I bet she will. But what if she's will. like wearing a Kelsey jersey or something? No, they'll be like, "Can you kindly yeah. remove the Kelsey jersey? You can put it on afterwards." Yeah, fair. But uh, that wouldn't shock me if she was up there for that. I mean, it's two months. That'd be like what a three month relationship for yeah. famous people. That's like ten years. Yeah, seriously. So we'll see. I mean, God, God bless them if if that works out. Uh, Tom is in Framingham. He joins us next on the program. What's up, Tom? Uh, hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great. Hi. So, um, what? Um, what I want to comment on is the quality of the turnovers okay. um, for the Patriots. Like, it isn't like, um, you know, uh, uh, like, uh, like, uh, um, like deflections. It isn't uh, um, like it isn't, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty much like just blatant turnovers. I mean, um, you know, I mean, Mac Jones is throwing the ball to other teams. Um, like it isn't uh, like deflections or anything like that. I mean, when I think like that other teams – um, they they can have turnovers, but they still win the game. Um, and the Patriots are the complete opposite. I'll tell you what, Tom. There is something about you know if you go through all these different teams, all these different quarterbacks, the style of turnover. Like if it's third and long, right. and you send it down the field and it's picked off, it's like okay, great, it was a punt. Right. Or there are other times where you see the ball go through a receiver's hands. It still goes as a pick for the quarterback. Right. Where you're like, I think I kind of put it right on. Yeah. Him. Um, like last week, for ex- like, yeah. To again, to quality of turnovers on like the you know the the screen is kind of funny to read, but no, it makes sense because like you put one in someone's hands and Kendrick Bourne pops it up and it goes to the other guy. That's not Mac Jones's fault, right? When he's trying to do way too much, throws across his body, right. fumbles, etc. That's on Mac Jones, and that's a again a or a he knows poor, he's about to get sacked, right? And he, the ball gets squirted out. Because I look back at like the Pop Douglas fumble. To me, that's more of like, all right, that's a real learning moment because yes. he thought he didn't even see the guy. Like Bradley Chubb came storming down and popped it out, and that happens. But uh, that wasn't like a dumb play yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah. that, you know. Like that wasn't. And, but he still got benched anyway. Yep. And uh, we'll see how his playing time goes uh, going forward. All right, we will pick the game coming up and also go through a whole bunch of the props from the game just to sort of get a sense of how we think Patriots and Saints is going to play out. You can still join the show as well at 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Mike Cadlick here on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. Now it's the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Mike Cadlick is here. Hope you're having a fine Friday evening. 
Patriots Sunday at one, taking on the New Orleans Saints. It's a pick 'em in some places. I've also seen Patriots minus one. Whatever, make make of it what you will. But let's just start there. Get that one out of the way early. Do the Patriots win this game on Sunday? Yeah, they do. I've and I'm not fourth all week. Yeah, this one's this one's yeah. tough. Um, I think it's close. I think it's low scoring. I think um, we'll probably get to it, but like not. I like the under. Um, I think Patriots plus one, but I'm not confident. I think they win a, a, a tight one. So I've gone. I've been really torn because you see in the NFL a lot teams play really, really poorly one week and then win, and or and or the other way where you know the Miami Dolphins scored seventy points, and then they followed up with a loss. Right. Like you, the NFL. Like sometimes the uh, the momentum certainly does not carry yeah. over week to week. Um, but it's the injuries that stand out to me. Like if if Gonzalez and or Judon were playing, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, the Patriots are going to shake that one off. They're going to come back. Say uh, the Saints aren't that good, but I kind of think the Saints are going to have enough to win. And Derek Carr's kind of on that line. Mm-hmm. You know, they lose to all the bad. They lose to all the good quarterbacks, yep. I should say. And you can make an argument that Carr isn't good, or at least he isn't good anymore. But he's closer to good than Zach Wilson or Sam Ellinger or who all like the host of backups that they have right. faced. Like, he's not a backup, he's and they lost to him last year. But it wasn't as fluky. It was fluky with the. But he played well, and so yeah, Yeah. it's it's interesting. But I think it'll be tight. But you're right. Like they, the momentum thing. It's it's not going to be easy. And Carr coming off an injury, playing his second game, so he's getting healthy. I guess so. And Kamara's second game after his suspension. Yep. So he's fresh. So you see him last week. He had 13 (laughs) catches for 30 yards. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Their (laughs) offense is bad. Like their offense is not good. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. And uh, yeah, over under in the game is 39. I think we'll both take the under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, Looking at some of the other props for the game, Mac Jones passing yards 209 and a half. That's so low. It's low. Over. You take the over? Yeah, All let's right. do it. It's uh, even, or they're both minus 115, so it's not weighted either way. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel like, <laughs> I don't, look, I don't think they're going to all of a sudden come out and start slinging no. the ball all across the yard, but I think 209's a, like, what's Derek Carr's number? Uh, you know what's funny? It's not posted on okay. the one that I'm looking at. I yeah. only see Mac Jones props. Okay. For some reason, I don't know if... Because they know they're going to get a lot of action on it because everyone's waiting for him to get benched. Yeah, it looks like. So they have like the alternate passing yards where I'm looking at and uh, 225 is plus 115. So they're probably okay. actually saying similar. I would yeah, think, interesting. Because the, yeah, I mean, both like I said, both these offenses stink. Yeah. So I, I think over. I think Matt can get a little like, you know, 220 ish. Yeah, somewhere but there. Yeah, it's still low. So the touchdown pass is over under one and a half. Now, okay. under is minus 220. Over is plus 170. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's I'm not going to lay the two touchdowns. I'm not going to lay the number on under. Like, I'm not going to lay minus two seventy in a bet. But yeah. I don't know how much I like the the value of plus one seventy either. Like, it's no. I probably would skip that one. Yeah, I'm not. Away. I'm not betting that one. I would if it was just if there were even odds, I'd bet the under. Yeah, I think course, he's going to throw course, one yeah. touchdown or perhaps even zero touchdowns. Yeah. All right, who will have more rushing yards in the game, Alvin Kamara or Ramondre Stevenson? Kamara. Stevenson has struggled. Yeah, Camara. Yeah, is it is that a straight up even? His over under is five yards more. Okay, Kamara's is, okay. but that's why I asked the question yeah, that yeah, way, yeah. just because I think it's going to be pretty, pretty close between the two. Yeah. Kamara's is fifty nine and a half. Ramondre's is fifty four and a half, which is wow. again pretty low based on expectations for the year. You're right. like, or at least you have him. I mean. Throughout all of camp, it was he's their best offensive player, yep. and he's one of their three best players. 
and not even like the the run game, the pass game, none of it, none of it looks right. So yeah. maybe this is a week where where he gets right, but. I would take Kamara. As I think well. so too. I think again, talking fresh legs, a guy who had a suspension, played yeah. last week, and now he's you know he's healthy, and it's week four, so yeah, or week five. But uh, let's see, Hunter Henry, thirty-four and a half receiving yards. I like the over. I'll take the over. On I feel that. like he could hit like one catch for thirty yards, and then just need another one for a first down, yeah. and it's over. I so, think so too. Yeah. I, I don't mind that one at all. Uh, here you go, Juju Smith-Schuster, over under twenty-five and a half yards. Um, that's pathetic. That that's the number. Yep. First of all, he's averaging twenty yeah. a game. So I would take the under. I would too. And it's it's bad that that's the number, and it's bad that that's what we're talking. But yeah, I like the under. So here's one where I might take the over. Now he may not play nearly enough, but Pop Douglas's number is sixteen and a half. Ooh, that's one. Like you said, that's one play. Yes. Like either he's getting forty five or he's getting zero. Yeah. Like it's there's no real in between. Like. If he if he plays enough, he should smash that over. They should be playing him. Yeah, like I don't I get what I wonder what goes on in those meeting rooms where they're like, "No, we're not <laughs> going to give him the reps." Like you saw what he did last week. Yeah, somebody did that safety on Dallas. That was nasty. He's doing little spin moves yeah. out there. He's, he's making guys miss. So yeah. I would hope that I like they the over. Kind of get him involved. Yeah, I would take over. Uh, Chris Olave has the highest over under in the game. No surprise. He's at sixty four and a half. Over. Based on the corner situation, yeah. I would take the I would take the over. Yeah. Michael Thomas is at fifty and a half. That one's probably going to be dead on. Yeah, I'd, I'd, he's just he's not the same guy no, what he used not. to be. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is twenty nine and a half. Like I want to say over on all these guys. And See, they're I, really all they're all low numbers. Over. They're crazy yeah. low numbers. I, like I, scanning it, I would probably take the over on Hunter Henry and Pop Douglas, and then under the rest of the way. Like Devontae Parker's is thirty six and a half. And you like, just never know who's going to have that. The one play. Yeah. Mike Gesicki. Do you want to even guess at what Mike Gesicki's over-under is? This is also pretty 15 telling. 15 and a half. 18 and a half. Okay. Yeah, but close. Yeah. Like under 20 crazy. for him. Uh, and then Ramondre in the passing game is 15 and a half. I like the over there. Yeah. A couple dump-offs. Let's see. Uh, Josh Uche over a quarter of a sack a quarter so all oh, he needs is half yeah. a sack all he needs is half a sack is <laughs> plus 180 if he hits the over oh i take that all day kind of should shouldn't yeah he? plus 180 for a, yeah. a half a sack for, for half a sack? Yeah, yeah let's do it i like that dietrich wise is also plus money if he gets a uh, half a sack what is it what's the number uh, plus? plus 145 okay if he grab both those guys yeah, it's, sure. it's going to happen in yeah. a little bit here but yeah, this could be another uh, rock fight. Or it's going to be ugly. Or as Fitzy uh, deemed it earlier in the year, uh, the Patriots offense is a hen peck. It kind of is. So, right. Yeah, this one could be low scoring. And then real quick, Mike, before you get out of here, sure. the uh, also in the AFC East this weekend, Bills are playing uh, a London game against the yep. Jaguars. But the Bills, after that first week, they look like the Bills again. Yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, what's the spread? The five and a half. I yeah, think it is something five and like a half that. Bills. Yep. Like I, basically, London is like a a second home for Jacksonville. Yep. Back to back games there. Yeah, they stayed out there. They they're comfortable there. I think I like Jacksonville plus five and a half, but I yeah. think Buffalo ultimately wins the game. I think it's going to be tight. Dolphins um, are home to the Giants, and it's one of the biggest spreads of the weekend. Twelve and a half. Ooh, Dolphins. I like the Dolphins. Me too. Yeah. I think actually is the biggest spread. So yeah, Dolphins. Joe Shad was quickly before yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Go Joe ahead. Shad, uh, Dolphins writer down there. I saw one of his his stories this week. The title was, or the tweet was, 
the Giants stink. The Dolphins should smoke. Like something like <laughs> yeah. just so. It was like, yeah, it should. It should be it. So Bills and Dolphins both should be four and one at the end of the weekend. Yep. And the Jets are on the road against the Broncos. Both teams are one and three. I'll tell you though, if Zach Wilson looks yeah, anywhere good. close as he does against Kansas City, they, they could they could yeah. go in there and be they're two and a half point dogs. But I mean, Denver doesn't do anything. What for I you. thought was funny with Zach Wilson is everybody always rags on him. He oh, yeah. stinks. This guy yeah. stinks. But then Rodney Harrison does it, and everyone's like, why would you do that to the man? Like, <laughs> leave him so, alone. Yeah, leave yeah. the poor kid alone. He had a good game. Like, Joe Namath. Like, yeah. We're all, yeah. Yeah. We're all like, yeah. yeah. Broadway Joe. Yeah, but suddenly you're like, wait a minute. Like, is he going to kind of yeah. snap out of it? Like, Justin Fields has snapped out of it the last two right. weeks. And I know they lost uh, to Denver last week, but they get the big win, their first win, I should say, of the year against uh, the Commanders last night. But yeah. All right, very good. Uh, check out Mike Cadlick's stuff on com. You'll be a part of the pregame show coming up on Sunday, and uh, you'll be in the house for Patriots yes. and Saints. So, Mike, thanks as always, and thanks we'll talk to you me, soon. Rich. Yeah, thanks. Good All stuff. right, very good. Two hours down, one hour to go here on the Rich Keefe Show. You can join us, 617-779-7937. We will do a grab bag coming up, including uh, the Shohei Otani interest from the Red Sox. So we'll get to all that coming up next.